Tom Bernard Show with Andy Baron Bernard, Mike Molina, Tevin Pittman. Tevin, you're working a full day. <laughs> yep, you know I'm gonna put in a full, full, full forty this week. <laughs> I can't believe it. What's gotten into you? You know, I had the day off, so I figured, you know what? Why not come down here and harass you guys? Why'd you have the day off today? I don't know. They just do whatever. That so whatever. I'm not gonna complain about it. Hey, I want to talk to you. I actually want to talk to you in this segment about that guest you had, because since I talked to you and Gabe about it, that guy really fascinates me. That cop. Oh, the hostage that, negotiator. The, the, the hostage negotiator. That was, seriously, that was a fascinating story to me. Oh, that was, I think that that's was just, by far my favorite episode we've done. And we've got a, actually a sniper, a government sniper, whatever, uh, military sniper coming on this week that we're excited. Now, how do you find these people? Um, some of them will just hit us up through our website or on social media, but then a lot of it is if we talk to one guest, they'll be say, hey, if you think my stories are crazy, I got oh, someone yeah. who can one-up me. And so one will just lead to another. Okay, so profession, confession. Yep, yeah, just, profession, that, confession. That, that's how you find it. You just go to... Yeah, profession, confession. It's on iTunes, Podbean, really anywhere that you can find podcasts. Um, and then, yeah, through our website, professionconfession.com, people will email us and uh, either nominate somebody they know or... Say hey, here's my story, and I want to be on the show. Okay, so so now that we pointed everybody in the right direction to hear the entire interview, which I think they should. Um, this guy was a hostage negotiator. Just quickly tell the story. I know you guys told the story briefly, but that story has fascinated me since you and Gabe were both on. Yeah, he was a hostage negotiator, and I don't think he had been on the force very long. And there was a gentleman that had beaten a girl. Like his, which was his girlfriend, um, and they didn't think that she was going to make it or pull through, and the guy fled the scene. Really? And so as the cop is chasing or following him, his radios were down, so he's not getting any updates on the status of the girl, so he thinks he could be possibly following a murderer. Uh, the guy goes through into Hudson, I believe it was, Wisconsin, and anyway pulls into a farmhouse and gets out of the car. The cop chases him into the farmhouse, where once he goes through the door, he finds the guy holding an older man hostage with a butcher knife and a vial. And he, they threw about, I think it was like five minutes of back and forth debating whether he was going to shoot this guy because he wasn't surrendering. He finally is about to pull the trigger, and the guy drops the knife and the, puts the beaker down and turns himself in. It turns out that the guy was a 3M chemist who in the beaker had a concoction that if he would have been shot, he would have dropped the beaker and the whole house was supposed to catch on fire. So the cop gets a Medal of Honor for not shooting the guy in the face, and right. the gentleman gets out of prison, I believe it was four months later. I'm not sure exactly how he got out, but he gets out, goes back to the girlfriend's house and brutally tortures and murders the girlfriend and her uh, boyfriend, leaving, I believe it was four kids without parents. And oh, uh, on, the, on the front page of the paper where... They had just praised him four months earlier for getting a Medal of Honor. They put his face on the front page and were like, could this man have stopped two murderers from happening? No, I have a question for you. Okay, so so he only got four months for attempted murder? Yeah, and I'm not sure how he got out or why he got out, but I believe it was only like four months he actually spent in jail. I don't know if he made bail or what happened, but he yeah got out and then went back to the to the lady that he had beat up and then, yeah, killed her. But here's the part that I don't understand. How is it the cop's fault that he only did four months in jail? Right, yeah, I think they, they definitely targeted the wrong or aimed the blame at the wrong person. I mean, he 
gets the Medal of Honor for not shooting the guy in the face, and then now you're going to blame him for the justice system failing? Whoever put the four-month sentence down is the one who should be blamed. Because clearly that guy, he should have at least been put on psychiatric evaluation. Yeah, it was the whole the whole story was just jaw dropping, and I mean, and the kids ended up. I think they were on um, uh, what's the Extreme Makeover Home Edition. They got they got a beautiful house because of their story, and so he as he was dealing with um, being blamed for the guy getting out early and killing everybody, mm-hmm. then as he's just getting over that, the new uh, makeover. Uh, whatever it was, the house makeover show came out and kind of dredged it all back up and he had to deal with it again. Now he's off the force, has uh suffers from PTSD and is yeah, he's uh but he's a good guy. He was a great guest to have. He everybody that listens to our show said they loved him, so Do you remember the name of the guy? The the guy that took the him chemist? hostage? No, I don't remember yeah. what his name is, but the you can look it up. I forget what his last name is, but it's Kyle something that was on our show and you can do a google search and find find all the articles and stuff about the about the incidents really we should tie we should just type in kyle something yeah That's Ky- if, you get go it on, done. if you go on like the star tribune and type in kyle something i think it's the first thing that pops up no you're um, lying no it's definitely not but uh you can find it find all the articles and stuff online i just i don't understand the reason that one of the reasons i brought this up because here's a cop that did the right thing, tried not to kill somebody, mm-hmm. tried his best not to kill somebody. Uh, they, it's somehow his fault he only gets four months in jail. instead. Of, he should have been sent to a psychiatric institute is where he should have been sent. Mental health care in this country is horrendous because many people don't believe it's real. Oh, yeah. Isn't he, that odd? Yeah, he should have. there should have been some severe testing because anybody that takes somebody hostage and isn't even caring enough about their own life where they're going to... Right. Not care if they get shot and blown up. They, they should be. Yeah, they should be looked at because it's not a normal, normal sense of or normal mental state. I, I kind of thought of, thought about this story this morning, as a matter of fact, because I've been fascinated by that story ever since you talked about it. Because you know, I support cops 100. percent That's a, one of the toughest jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. And now I find out. Uh, Michelle Tafoya brought it up on the morning show this morning that there's a, a restaurant in California that will not serve cops. They won't serve them. And they said the reason that they won't serve cops in their restaurant is for their customers' physical and mental well-being. Sounds like California, all right. <laughs> Why, can we just cut that off and let it set it adrift it's somehow? A joke of a state. They, and that doesn't help the narrative. That doesn't help mend relationships by alienating and saying, no, we don't serve cops. That like It just even ostracizes them even more. Yeah, I don't really understand it. Look, there are bad cops just like there are bad everything else. Well, except disc jockeys. All disc jockeys are really good at it. <laughs> no, I mean, there are bad people at every job there, there could possibly be in the world. Uh, look, when I was a kid, there were things like, Police work was a lot different. I just thought, well, you know, they're they're the experts at this, and it's their lives that are on the line or whatever. But I mean, literally, when I was a kid, if there was, let's say, a mad dog on the loose, instead of trying to round up the dog, they just shoot the dog, and that'd be the <laughs> end of it. You know, I mean, there was gunfire in the city by cops and criminals. 
and there's still a lot uh, from criminals. But I just tried to get it through my head. How can how they can blame this guy? And they basically ruined his life now. Oh yeah. He can no longer do the thing that he loves to do, and that's being a cop. He can't do that any longer because of what they what the media did to him. Is that what is that where all his problems came from? Is the media reporting on the story? Um, yeah, because I mean, in his in the cop community, they were all you know praising him for the good job that he did, and then yeah. when the guy got out. They had told, I believe one of the cops had said they referred to the murderer that got out as his guy, as in the Kyle's guy. And so then, so they're kind of not necessarily giving him a hard time, but hey, your guy got out and just went and murdered these people. And so they, whether they knew it or not, were kind of also blaming him, if even it was in a lighthearted way. But yeah, the, yeah. he kind of got, got it from all sides and had a breakdown, as I think anybody would be when you get that weight put on you. Ballpark, how old is the guy? Um, I would say he's probably in his 40s, early 40s, late 30s. Early 40s. Yeah. And the thing he's wanted to do probably his whole life, being a cop, the thing he's wanted to do, he cannot do it any longer. Because yep. if he does have PTSD and he did retire from the force, they're probably never going to bring him back, no, I wouldn't and, think. And he didn't quit right away. Like He tried to go through and, and uh, tough it out. But he said he even admitted to us he was like there were situations that he was put in after the fact that he was like, well, I don't really even care how this shakes out. He was just so traumatized. and he would, So he's like, yeah, it definitely affected his cop work. And, and now they, I want to say he pretty much is shunned from the, from the police force. They just kind of swept it under the rug and said nobody talked to him. And, they did? Yeah. They told people not to talk to him? Yeah, like in his precinct, they were, they were like, oh, well, where'd Kyle go? And they're like, oh, he's just done. We kind of passively just out of here. Oh, we don't really talk about it. <clears throat> And the thing How that, does that affect you? Oh, go ahead. Oh, and I'll say the thing that kind of shocked me was because you hear about military when they come back and they're dealing with PTSD and there's all their um, programs that they have to help deal with it and acclimate. And then there's nothing yeah. for there's nothing for police officers. He was saying there's no similar program or help. They're just kind of out there on their own, which I thought was very shocking because it's kind of the same. It's like kind of the same career path. One's just a little bit more extreme. We're going to have a guy on the show, this show on Thursday, named Tony, Tony Price. He, uh, he works with Gold Star. Gold Star is the organization in America that supports families who have lost a mother or a father in, uh, in the military, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of these people, obviously, they have PTSD, but they can't get help. Um, that, whole, that figure, 22 military people a day commit suicide. Yep. Uh, they say that number's a lot higher because a lot of times when somebody will, you know, take themselves out, they'll just kind of look, look beyond that and go, oh, that was different. That he had, he had, it wasn't a military thing. Yeah. It was a, it was a, you know, it was a family thing. It was a work thing or it was a whatever. Kind of what they did to your friend Kyle saying, well, that's, you know, his fault. That's, that's his problem now. It's yep. not our problem any longer. It's not a police matter. We just don't handle uh, stress stress-related illnesses in this country very do they handle stress-related illnesses anywhere in the world andy do they handle them well anywhere uh they try but we just don't have that um ability really why why don't we have the ability because we don't know how to treat that kind of thing like for example in sweden Mm -hmm. uh they have very very short uh sentences because they focus on rehabilitation rehabilitation 
and yet their recidivism rate is about as high as ours. Oh, it is. So, yeah, we just, no uh, country has been able to figure out how to get uh, criminals to stop being criminals. But I was told by, by people in the know, very smart people who, uh, you know, work in the psychiatric world, that it's very, very difficult to prove that someone is mentally ill. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you, yeah. and you also cannot prove they're not mentally ill. That he, he said that's the, they told me that was the biggest problem they had. Is it's really difficult to prove that somebody is not mentally ill and just work in the system. Yeah, this is you not know? a sprained ankle or a broken arm where you can physically see it. It's pretty much a judgment, right? Call. Yeah, that, that story. Thanks to you and Gabe. That story's been with me for a few days now. So thanks for ruining my weekend <laughs> thinking about this guy. Any, anytime. Who, whose life got ruined. He did the right thing and it ruined his life. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and it's like, and looking back on it, he was probably better off if he just would have shot the guy and took his chances being engulfed in flames. I, I, it just amazed me. So, well, thanks for talking about that story. Again, you can go to Profession Confession. And uh, and here at Kyle is the officer's name. That's that episode. What do you know the name of the episode? Uh, the episode is I believe it's number thirty-seven, and it's our hostage negotiator episode. Thirty-seven hostage negotiator episode. I'd like to point something out. I, I hate doing this, but there's this one name that just keeps popping up in failure. Thirty-six. It's a, it's thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Andy. Um, Loons have a, a star player likely lost for the season after a uh, knee injury. Just another failure by a Molina. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm looking at the headline right now. Uh, you know, uh, Loon star Molina uh, likely lost for season. Probably faked the injury. That would be my guess. <laughs> Kevin Molino. Uh, and by the way, I'm looking at Kevin uh, right now. He doesn't look Italian yeah, to me. yeah. We are not cousins. Oh, you, so you know Molina? No, no, no. I'm just looking at the I same mean, picture. I mean, you know who he is. Oh, oh you're yeah, looking yeah. at the same yeah. picture. <laughs> uh, here's what I like. What? Oh, say so Molina's not filling in for him anytime soon. Then you're not the double. No. No, he's not a double. Actually, you wouldn't even be his double. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Uh, so who? Who are the loons and who Minnesota United midfielder Kevin Molino battles for the ball during the first half? I thought, well, how do the loons fit into that? That's their team or their name, they, yeah. The Minnesota United loons. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're not the United loons. Yep. Yeah. Scarves up. Bad name. So basically, it's just what we're talking about. They're loons and they're not, now they're United. And Mike Molina's cousin, uh, Kevin Molino. Uh, lost for the season, unfortunately, because of a it's probably some fake injury or something. That's what my <laughs> guess is. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location, and those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutramost is so easy, and they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. 
There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client and owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. I said a hit. The hip, the hip, do the hip, hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang, bang, boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Now what you hear? What is this? A new version of the song? This is the song. That's the, That's the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello. No, it's here only we go. No, my... long. <laughs> it's the long song. <laughs> Rappers delight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So basically, my son and my daughter have both gone off the deep end because they sing along to hip-hop songs and watch Tupac and Biggie. Good God. <laughs> I'm not a Tupac fan. You're, not, you're a Biggie no. fan? I don't... Can I, I can't name any song by him. So you're an East Coast guy rather than a West Coast. <laughs> was, was, was he East Coast? Uh, Biggie was, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, like, what's his famous song? Mm, Kill Whitey. <laughs> Kill Whitey. Who's fam- most famous song? Big, notorious Big, Big B.I.G. Um, notorious B.I.G. Wow, he's got a ton of them. Uh, probably even Big Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, Big Papa. Hypnotize. Yep, Juicy. All right, I guess I've never heard him then. <laughs> I've mm. never. Could we play a little bit of, uh, which one can we play without him dropping the F-bomb yeah, or really. the Big N? <laughs> Any, anything that has probably a hypnotized. radio edit, I'm guessing? Hypnotized, not the same one that Bob Welsh did, is it? Nope, nope. Seems like a dream got me hypnotized. It's not that one? Nope, Okay, while you're looking for that, I'm going to read a story here about two complete scumbags. And by the way, the $8,000 they stole from an old guy, one woman spent it all on food. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, An elderly woman was, oh, it was a woman. I thought it was a guy. An elderly woman was scammed out of thousands of dollars during an encounter with two scheming women outside a Blaine grocery store. See, now, Ruth King got me so whipped up about these scam artists. It's all I can talk about now. I am so tired of people and their love of money. I, I can't stand it anymore. All they care about is money and how they can get it without working for it. It's disgusting to me. An elderly woman was scammed out of thousands of dollars during an encounter with two scheming women outside a Blaine grocery store, and police have turned to social media in hopes of nabbing the suspects. The expensive encounter occurred Wednesday in the Cub Foods parking lot on Central Avenue North, just north of 125th Avenue Northeast. Police say an 89-year-old Blaine resident was, a, a resident was approached by two women claiming to have found a wallet with a large amount of cash. Oh, they pulled that one on her? Oh, no. Yeah, if you ever see someone in a parking lot of like a grocery store or a Target or something like that, and they're just going around to various people randomly, uh, there's a 100% chance that person's a scammer and exactly. you should call the cops and say, hey, there's a scammer in the parking lot here. So they told this 89 year old Blaine resident uh, 
they said that they had found a wallet with a large amount of cash in it. They offered to split the cash, however, needed the elderly female to pay the legal fees up front, the police explained on its Facebook page. In the end, the elderly female was scammed out of $8,000, the posting continued. Police said Monday that they have received a few tips in the case, but the suspects remain at large. Anyone with information about this incident, and there are pictures of both of these scamming scumbags in the Star Tribune. Like I said, one did not spend any money on beauty products, and the other one spent all the money on food. So there you have it. You two pigs stealing money from an 89-year-old woman, you scum of the earth that you are. Oh, it pisses me off to no end. How you can prey on an 89-year-old woman, I just don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. And by the way, lady, if you're going to dye your hair, make sure you get the roots, too. Okay? <laughs> your roots are it's a totally different color. So I don't know. I, I saw that. I see stories like that. It drives me insane. It's just what Ruth King was talking about. If I can get away with something, I'll get away with it. But that that's an old, old scam. But an 89-year-old woman is not going to know that. Anybody claims they found a lot of cash and they'll split it with you if you'll just pay the legal fees. You know what I would do? You know what I would love to do? is have somebody approach me with that deal, take out a $20 bill and light it on fire and go, I don't care about money, man, and just walk away. Wouldn't it be phenomenal? What do you think? Uh, what, what legal fees did they explain to her that she had to pay yeah, what, for? If you found cash, why yeah, just give me half of it, walk away, and we'll, that should be the end of it. And why do you want to give me half of it anyway? Right. What legal fees are we talking about here? Yeah, that's, I, I just don't understand it. Are they saying like, would you turn it in, and it's like the reward money? Like, there's no, there's no logical why there should be nothing legal about it. Yeah, I would guess. I mean, holy God, where's Mayor of Minnesota? Where's that? Does anybody know where Mayor of Minnesota is? I've never even heard of it. Nope. No, but hey, I want that house. Mayor. Oh, you so you saw the house already? Yeah. Mayor is Not a bad looking would house. You work. There we go. Oh, it's pretty close to Minneapolis. It's oh, it uh, just west of Laconia. Oh, it's out there. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not so far away that no one's ever heard of it. it says here, if you like a lot of space and can pony up three point two four five million dollars, there's a property in Mayer, Minnesota, with your name on it. Built in two thousand six, the sprawling walkout Rambler contains seventy one hundred seventy eight finished square feet, and that's just in the main house. There's also a 2,400-square-foot separate pool house residence with its own kitchen and a loft that sleeps six. Plus, there's a massive heated shed with space for horses, vehicles, or a supersized workshop. It's all set on 40 acres with another 65 tillable acres potentially available. Oh, they wouldn't come with the... Man, this thing is... It's a sprawling estate. (laughs) Three three point two billion dollars out in Mayer. I know yeah. that's a lot of money for a house on Mayer, man. Yeah, so you'd imagine it's rather big. It says here the house built by Kerber Family Homes of Victoria is rich in detail with abundant knotty alder woodwork, stained glass windows, travertine tile in the bathrooms. Uh, doesn't in the pool house where the family hosted parties and events. We wanted more of a cabin feel. So who's Zupa? Lynn Zupas. We love the openness, the field, and the grass at homeowner Lynn Zupas, who grew up on uh, working farms. She and her husband John built the home on land formerly farmed by her father, not far from the distillery Jay Carver that John Zupas now co-owns in Waconia. So that's how they made their dozy in the distillery business. Is it so? What what do they sell? 
Now that their three children are older, the Zupases have built a smaller lake home in Waconia. So you could buy $3.245 million. You can have the whole shooting match, and you can live in Waconia. I just, and so Mayor, did they, did, doesn't Mayor have a high school that does well in some sport? Yeah, it's, it's a, something Mayor, isn't it's it? It's Mayor Lutheran. Mayor Lutheran. That's what it is? Yeah, yeah they, do, they have some sports team that does well. I, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it's a really nice house, actually. I wonder what the property taxes uh, are. Lot, uh, probably out there, probably wouldn't be that much, actually. Oh, yeah, that's I wouldn't true, think. Yeah. I mean, as far, uh, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't have any idea what the, uh, or the, XL bill. What the situation is. The XL bill is going to be a little high. That part, I can tell you, your heating bill is going to be up there. 7,200 square feet in the main house, another 2,400 square feet in the guest house. You got the pool. You got the barn that needs to be heated as well. So, yeah, the XL bill is going to be a little high. I don't think there's any question about that. Ooh, there's an opinion today. You know what? I got to be honest with you. Hats off to whoever's running the show over there at the Star Tribune because their opinion page has gotten much, much better than it used to be. So I don't know if somebody else took it over or what the deal is, but why nobody should care about Trump's alleged affair with Stormy Daniels by Darlene Glanton of the Chicago Tribune. But the Star Tribune is printing the article. So hats off because one thing that I'm getting really tired of, and maybe you guys can, can give me your opinion, is you turn to a channel... And you know exactly their take. Why even bother to watch? Because I know exactly your take on what what you're going to say about this, that, or the other thing. Why do I even need to watch you or listen to you? Because I know what you're going to say. Now, Jake Tapper's gone a little little off the the beaten path, which I do appreciate, because he took a different position than most everybody else at CNN. NBC has gotten to be, I blame Michelle Tafoya, by the way. It's her <laughs> fault. Um but, I mean, they've gone so far off the deep end. ABC, NBC, and CBS have gone so far off the deep end on, on uh, politics. Fox gets nuts on the other side of things. I, so, look, for Star Tribune, Star Tribune has always been a, a very liberal newspaper, right? Oh, yeah. But their opinion pieces are not necessarily all that liberal, which I really, really enjoy. I like that. Maybe I get it. Who's, who's, who's in charge of that? I mean, the publisher? Is that who... Well, who picks the opinion pieces? That's what I'd like to know. I think the supreme editor or yeah, whatever the you editor. call it. The supreme editor. <laughs> the, editor in, hood? the editor in chief. <laughs> Wanders around in a sheet and a hood. I'm the supreme editor. And don't you forget it. Oh, it says it's Renee Here we Sanchez. Go is the, uh, Renee Sanchez? Yep. Is it a man or a woman? Uh, Renee's usually a yeah. say, I don't name. know any men named Renee. Oh, yeah. I do. I know a lot. I know. I know at least three men named Rene. It's a French name. No, oh, you don't. I do too. You do, as a matter of fact. Oh, Rene Sterno. You know Rene. And Rene is a man. This maybe. Wow. Oh. Stand correct. See, once again, I have to educate everybody wow. on this show, and it's wearing me out. Well, it's interesting because you Google <laughs> Rene Sanchez, you get a hundred percent women. Yeah. Really. But then on the start. Oh, it's because it's R E N E. With two E's, it's always a woman. Yeah, with two E's, oh, it's yeah. a woman. With one E, uh, it's a man. I did not know it was because they sound the same. Here we go again, getting sidetracked. This time, we're allowing a former porn star to distract us from the greatest task facing the American people, limiting Donald Trump to a one term presidency. Now, see, I don't mind that take, even though it's anti Trump. 
it makes sense. She makes sense. It's like, why are you even paying attention to that? Why don't you pay attention to what's really important? Because the problem you have, if you're going to pay a lot of, not pro-Trump, not anti-Trump. I'm not, I'm neither. I don't, presidents are all the same to me. I'm sorry, but they are. They're all the same egomaniacs, sociopaths uh, who want to make a lot of money. That's what they all are. So I don't support any of them necessarily. Uh, Stormy Daniels isn't going to get the job done for us. We've got to come uh, at Trump with something much stronger than allegations that he slept with an adult film star a decade before he got to the White House. I couldn't agree more. Was it Darlene? Is that her name? The woman who wrote the article? Yeah. yeah. No, it's Darlene. Darlene Glanton from the Chicago Tribune. I agree. Why are you wasting your time on this? Because we talked about the looming tower earlier in the show. They basically say in that show that if Bill Clinton hadn't had his focus mainly on, you know, banging everybody in sight, and and nobody cared, seemed to care about that. Monica Lewinsky, I mean, he was impeached, but he was only impeached because there was so much evidence against him. But by us paying so much attention to that, like we're doing now, our enemies can sneak up on us and do whatever they want because we're looking, we're over look, looking to the left while all the dirty stuff's going on on the right. You know, what are you doing? We all know about John F. Kennedy's affair with uh, Marilyn Monroe while he was president. Thomas Jefferson's relationship with Sally Hemings, the slave with whom he fathered six children, is legendary. Bill Clinton's illicit behavior with the White House intern Monica Lewinsky still makes our stomachs turn. Darlene is making a lot of really good points here. Because whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you support President Trump or do not, paying attention to what a scumbag porn star has to say is idiotic. It makes no sense whatsoever. So why are you doing it, right? Yep. I don't, and now she says, "Oh, I'll give the money back just so I can talk about it." Yeah, you mean so you could talk about it for what two, three million dollars? So instead yeah, of making one hundred thirty million, one hundred thirty thousand, you're going to make a couple of million. This woman is a dirt bag. Why are you even paying any attention to her? Because she's anti-Trump and they're anti-Trump, and that makes them in the same tribe. Let's see, you're getting fooled, you're getting suckered again. What they're doing is waving their left hand, trying, hey, look over here, look over here, while they're doing a bunch of other stuff on the other side. People only care about their own tribe. Yep. The vast majority of people, that's all they care about. I like this paragraph, too. While married to Mamie, Dwight Eisenhower allegedly had an affair with Kay Summersby as British driver during World War II. Well, uh, Andy, you might not remember this. But uh, we visited Colleen Castle, which is where Dwight D. Eisenhower lived during World War II. Uh, and uh, his driver, Kay Summersby, had, had a place right across the driveway, right across the courtyard. So you could take that allegedly and put it where the sun don't shine, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if, now George W. Bush didn't have an affair as far as we know. Was Colleen where we stayed? Uh, no, we didn't stay at Colleen Castle. We stayed down the road at, uh, okay. at Turnberry. It's not that far from Turnberry, actually. But uh, seriously, I, Star Tribune, I'm telling you, maybe we should get Renee Sanchez on the, on the show. I'd like to talk to Renee Sanchez about, because, because your opinion pieces 
make sense now. What they didn't used to, they make tons of sense. So let's try to book uh, Renee Sanchez from the Star Tribune. I would like to talk to him. That'd be wonderful. We'll be right back. Special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win. And they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. This is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, come on. Oh, my God, that's hard. First of all, the guitar riff is ripped off from a song. What yeah. song is that? Yeah, all songs well, are this sounds, It sounds exactly like um, Rapper's Delight. Well, not exactly like, but very, very it's similar. unbelievable. How can you live with your people, Tevin? Oh, it's such a great song. <laughs> got to get with the times. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it some time. The times being 1992. Right? Yeah, we'll... yeah, it's from. Uh, it's a ripoff of uh, Herb <laughs> Albert's 1979 hit, Rise. Rise. There you go. See, that was, that Very was good. Back in the day when the music meant something, Tom. <laughs> it was back in the day. We at Brandon. Brandon's with us. Who typed this up? What's up, kids? Uh, thing, uh, Brandon, I got to tell you something. Brandon Lang with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I got to tell you something, Brandon. I'm a lifelong Minnesota Gopher basketball fan, and I am in such pain and agony for such a long time. I can't even talk about it. I got to, I got to sit back and listen. I, it's gotten so bad, Brandon. 
I didn't even know the brackets came out yesterday. Can I tell you when I knew it was going to be a long year for them? <laughs> yes, please do. I'm just going to tell you that you, you know, you, you watch and you see things. And I turn on ESPN. Yes, sir. And I see Minnesota playing Alabama. And Alabama's got three players. Yep. Minnesota's got five. Yep. <laughs> and there's just over ten minutes to go in the game. Mm-hmm. And I think Minnesota's up by double digits. <laughs> and three on five. Alabama actually cut the lead to four. <laughs> and I'm laughing going, how can five play three and not blow them out by 30? And I remember turning the TV off, walking and telling my wife, I go, I don't know what Minnesota's got going on, but Richard Pitino's in for a long year. If you go five on three for ten minutes and you don't blow a team out. It's... It was unbelievable. And I go, boy, they're in for a long year. Brandon, but I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But no. it's, you know, you get... Get the wrong kids and the wrong system and not playing together and uh, chemistry can go bad quick. It, it happens, man. But I, listen, I think Patino's a great coach and I think he'll turn it around. Um, I don't think you're, you're going to be uh, too upset too long. I hope he'll, you're he'll right. Because right. what I'm hoping is he goes to prison with his dad right now. That's just today, though. <laughs> Boy, don't let me get on your bad side. Holy moly. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. Wishing prison on the man. Lord have mercy. My, oh, my. My, oh, my. Well, he did work for his dad uh, during that whole uh, that whole. Can deal. I tell you something? Yeah. I have friends that are assistant coaches and have been assistant coaches, and I'm just going to say this. If you're not cheating... <laughs> You're not working. It's a sick, sick business out there. And these kids, and this speaks from being around AAU programs, these kids are coddled and paid. And they're paid by their AAU coaches, and they're paid by the shoe companies. And I was around We Are One two years ago, a AAU team out of Jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been three weeks with them on the road. My buddy uh, owns, the, owns the program with two other people. And their backcourt two years ago, the, the two years I traveled with them, their backcourt was Trayvon Duvall, who's the starting point guard for Duke, mm-hmm. and Quade Green, who is the first guard off the bench for Kentucky, both freshmen. And Under Armour gives them some in the neighborhood of thirty to 50000 for the year. Mm. All the free gear, shoes, bags, duffels, everything. Um, in the hopes that that kid will then go to an Under Armour college, and if that kid goes pro, he wears Under Armour shoe. And when you're giving kids that, and you come recruiting them, um, unless they have a moral compass, the elite ones are going to go where they're getting paid in some way. Mm -hmm. And you heard the John Calipari comment about Mike Krzyzewski, I'm not going to promise them a job after they get out of school. I'm not going to promise them those things. I heard rumors that Dean Smith didn't pay players. He said, listen, if you don't go play pro ball anywhere, my boosters will have a job for you to start your career, $150,000 a year, there you go. and uh, you'll be in the North Carolina family. There you um, go. It, the rumors are out there, Tom. And so yeah. it, it, they're never going to clean it up. And it, it, with the money that these schools are getting and the TV contracts and, the, and the, as big a business as it is, and I don't know if you saw the, the 30 for 30 on LeBron James and uh, yeah. Sonny Vaccaro on the shoes, yep. but it was, he told Adidas, 
It's going to take uh, 90, 10 years, $90 million. And the owner of Adidas said, okay. And I brought him to a house in Malibu. And the owner of Adidas says, I'm going to give you seven, $70 million for seven years. And Sonny Vicaro looked at him and said, I, and LeBron's mom got up and walked out. God. And Vicaro looks at him and said, I told you it was going to take, I'm sorry, nine years, $90 million to get him. And the guy for Adidas said, I, I just wanted to go $7 million, $7 million, $7 million for seven years. That mistake in the 30 for 30 yeah. turned out to be a $28 billion mistake oh, on what LeBron meant to the Nike brand Man. in the last 14 years. Isn't that amazing? $28 billion, haggling over $20 million in two years. So that's how big a business it is. And it starts at the AU program when these kids are in the fourth grade. Um, bad man it's really bad it is really bad i'll very quickly say this i do want to get to the brackets uh, i believe yep, the year was yep. ni- 1971 a friend of mine is working at a uh, radio station a matter of fact his family owned the radio station in lincoln nebraska he said why don't you come down we'll do a couple of shows together this i think it was 1971 so i said yeah absolutely sounds good so i'm in lincoln nebraska and we drive by the university of nebraska football field right there are about any, somewhere between 30 and 50 brand-new Trans Ams that are parked next to the stadium. And I said, what's that? And he goes, oh, those are the players' cars. I said, what? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Every one of them gets a brand-new brand new Trans Am. Isn't that unbelievable? I said, why don't you be a little more yeah. obvious about this situation? It was unbelievable. This is why they need to just pay the players. Yeah, that goes back there. Dixon, SMU, Greg James, um, yeah. Pony Express. Oh, yeah, it's... It's bad, man. It's always going to be bad, and it's yep. and all you're looking for is a way to hide the money. And if you can hide it, players are getting paid. And yeah. and and listen, after the NCAA tournament is done, and they're they're just holding it back. And then once it's done, somebody paid a lot of money for this story not to break right now. Somebody got paid off. The FBI, the wiretaps, Sean Miller, Hunter Grant, all that. These coaches, um, Rick Pitino. Let's give the kid Hunter Grant and all that. Yeah. They're holding it back to let the tournament play out. Somebody got paid. I, I fully believe it. They're ready to, to go deep with this. Let, let's see what, what these stones uncover, Tom, because I think it's going to be ugly. Really I think ugly. you're absolutely right about that. Ladies and gentlemen, getting to the reason that Brandon called in, uh, and I'm just reading this right from the bio, so don't, don't think that I'm making this up as I go along, my friend Brandon. As the greatest living handicapper, Brandon Lang consistently lives up to his expectations. What do you think about that line in your bio there, Brandon? I think that's pretty good, considering the fact that, you know, I had the Eagles this year, and I'm 23-3 and at the Super Bowl, so I, I like that. Keep going. You did. Now, i got to ask you, how does Vegas get it the line wrong three straight games? Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. You're supposed to lose all three games. Um, understand this. It's, it's, not, it's not Vegas getting the line wrong. It's Vegas judging what the public perception oh, is okay. going to be. Okay. And so let me, let me quickly break this down. When they made the Eagles a three-point home underdog to Atlanta, um, they got a little bit of action on both sides, and they didn't get beat up too bad on that one. Um, when they made the Eagles the underdog against Minnesota, they got beat up a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. Brandon, don't bring it up. But not as bad don't as you think. People still bought into the Minnesota <laughs> hype and the Minnesota defense. Obviously not me. I had a Philly against Atlanta. I had Philly against mm-hmm. Minnesota. The Super Bowl, they got pummeled. They, they got hurt bad. bad. Biggest loss yeah. in Vegas history um, with Eagles in the Super Bowl. 
they thought the public would bet the Patriots. Um, they opened the line six. The Sharps jumped all over Philadelphia. The line went down to four and then closed to four and a half. That's a big move for the Super Bowl. So they, misgaged the, they, they misjudged the public, and that's all Vegas is trying to do. And I've come on your show, and I've talked about this before. Right. And all the points that is, is, is is a number out there just to, to entice action on both sides. And for the most part, Vegas does a real good job of that. But if they put out a bad number, especially with a marquee game like an AFC championship game, an NFC championship game, just, just isolated games, if that number's not true, they're going to get exposed, and, and, and they got exposed, and, and they got hurt pretty bad. So it, um, you know, and, and, and I'll go on record, and I said this before, and I don't know if I said this on your show when I come on after the Super Bowl, is that if Tom, if, if Doug Peterson doesn't pick up the fourth and two from his 43-yard line with right. five minutes to go, right. Patriots are going to go down and score. It's going to be an eight-point game, and Vegas is swimming in money. But he picked it up. He went and scored, and the rest is history. So um, bad number, but... You know, the, there are nice hotels in Vegas for a reason. Vegas doesn't make that mistake often, but they did there. They did indeed. All right, let's start and talk a little March Madness because the brackets yep. did come out. Uh, what do you think of the brackets? Well, I think they, they, they once again made huge mistakes um, yeah. with their seeding. Um, the true two number one seeds that I feel are number one seeds are Villanova and Virginia. Well-earned, well-deserved, two of the top teams in the country. I don't feel Xavier is a number one seed, and I don't feel Kansas is a number one seed. So when you view them as they move through the bracket, you view them as they're, they're not a number one seed. You could vary. The biggest mistake they made in this entire bracket was making the Pac-12 champion Arizona Wildcats with the best big man we've seen in quite some time, uh, Mr. $100,000 Man, um, a four seed. So what you do is you don't punish Arizona for making them a four seed. You reward them for a four seed because now they get to face a Buffalo, a 13 seed, and they get to face the winner of Kentucky and Davidson. You know who gets punished here? Buffalo gets punished here for having to face a four seed that should be a one. Kentucky gets punished if they beat Davidson to have to now play what I think is a one seed in the round of 32 when they should be facing them in the Sweet 16 if they got there. So um, mistakes there. Oklahoma should have never got in. That's why Rhode Island's going to tattoo them and beat them pretty soundly. Arizona State shouldn't have got in. Neither should Syracuse. Um, But they did. So those are the mistakes they made. So as as you go through your bracket, just remember, um, number one seeds have only met in the final eight times in 29 years. So probably a good, pretty good chance two number ones aren't meeting the final. So when you work off that, at least one number one seeds made the final four in 26 to 29 years. So you're going to get one number one guaranteed in the final four. You might get two, but don't be surprised if you don't. But you're not going to get four and you're not going to get three. So pick your upsets and, and, and roll there. And speaking of upsets, you always go to the 12-5 and the 11-6. Don't fall in love with the lower – I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. The last seven years, Tom, a 12 has beaten a 5 20 of 36 times, 20 and 16. That's no point spread. That's just a 12 beating a 5, and this is really going to blow you away. The last two years, 11 seed against a 6 seed. The 11 seed is 6-2 and two straight up. The 11 seed has won six of the last eight in these first two rounds going back the last two years. So with all that being said, your upsets from your boy B-Lang. Um, Kentucky better be careful with Davidson. I think Davidson just might shock the world. I think South Dakota State's got a chance to shock the world over Ohio State. I think New Mexico's got a, New Mexico State's got a chance to shock the world over Clemson. Those are your 12s to take a look at. 
but the 11s I love. I love this Loyola Chicago team uh, over Miami. People don't don't even know that Loyola Chicago went into Florida earlier this year and won by six. Um, keep an eye on UCLA to beat St. Bonaventure and to beat Florida in a nice upset there. And uh, last but not least, um, keep an eye on that uh, Arizona State Syracuse winner has no shot against TCU. So your so your 11s Loyola Chicago and UCLA. I think have a chance to get to the Sweet 16. Here's what we're going to do, man. If you, if you got the time, is as we progress, we got to have you back on. I mean, between that Sweet 16 and that Final Four, we got to have you back on and just get your take on how it's going to all end up. Because I love college basketball. They're just breaking my heart right now with a local team. But if you got time, I'd love to have you back on before the Final Four. And Brandon, what's your Final Four? Absolutely. I, listen, I'm I'm a basketball junkie. I'm a white boy with a jumper. If I'm in the gym, I'm in the range. So this is my this is my drug, man. Who's and and I look forward to this every four? single year. I have Virginia winning it all, um, beating Villanova in the final in an epic, epic battle. Uh, that's what I got, and uh, we'll see if I'm right. I'll oh, by the way, at brandling.com, all my handicappers will have a bracket up for you that you can look at absolutely free to, to help people out there, kind of guide them and do their brackets. Beautiful. Brandon Lang, ladies and gentlemen, brandonlang.com. Brandon, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. I love Brandon Lang. He's something else. Your boy, B. Lang. That's going to do it. Have a great day. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard Show.